Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What an incredibly dark and important episode tonight as we dive deeper into the abuse the clones faced when the Empire switched to Stormtroopers. Now this is a side of Star Wars that we have not seen before, and I'm really happy that we're actually getting to see the side of the clones, especially from the Empire's standpoint, and how many of them are now turning on the Empire for their atrocious display of humanity, or rather lack thereof, on the clones. We finally pick back up with Crosshair, and it's great to see him again. I love these Crosshair episodes. They're some of my favorites. He's briefed on a new mission by Lieutenant Nolan, this new guy that's working at the Empire. The mission is to secure some cargo, and right off the bat, Lieutenant Nolan is the most hated character in all of Star Wars. I mean, come on, right? He goes on to say, oh great, more clones, while talking to Crosshair about the mission. As he elaborates and says, I don't like used equipment. Referring to the clones as expendable science experiments and used equipment from before. They land on Barton 4 and head to the base where they see droids moving cargo and only three clones left. Mayday the clone says that they waited 36 days for him to come in and help. And in response to this, there's a ton of attitude from Noland. So 36 days already is a very long time to be waiting when a distress signal is sent out from your men, from your troopers. Once again, portraying that the Empire just really does not care about the clones anymore. The clone commander says that his boys all died here when he's grilled by the lieutenant as to why there's no one manning the stations. Now, I think they died because of the harsh conditions of the planet without the proper care and aid from the Empire. Now, the clones here know nothing about what's in the cargo that they're transporting and protecting, which tells me that they, for the year that they've been here or more on this outpost, aren't trusted or told anything. The treatment from the Empire is absolutely horrible, and it makes me feel really bad for that 501st clone that we saw in the Kenobi show. There's a heist going on against the Empire, and Crosshair tracks one of them down with Mayday. They enter a cavern that was dug to sneak past their defenses and go through. Two more clones pass away, and Mayday pays his respects, and as he does so, Lieutenant Nolan walks in and berates him just for standing around paying respect to his brothers. In these super harsh conditions and lack of empathy or care, making the odds all the more against them, it's very clear that Palpatine wants to move on from the clones and wipe them out from everyone's memory as much as possible. This can be seen by their lack of food, lack of care, as they begin to starve until Crosshair and Nolan showed up. 
They both navigate through the tunnel and make small talk, as Crosshair steps on a landmine when Mayday asks him which clone force he's from. And when he answers 99, he tells Mayday that they're all dead. We see the major hesitation in Crosshair's voice in this scene in particular when he's going to say that they're all dead. You can tell there's some remorse there, he's having second thoughts now even more so than before, and you can feel like maybe he's sad or there's something going on in his head. I believe this is the episode of Crosshair's redemption arc. They come across the thieves and take them out together, making a fantastic team. Now I really think Crosshair will turn back to join his brothers only to have someone sacrifice himself for Crosshair. And I think that someone, this is just a theory, I think that someone is Tech. Why else have we been focusing so much on his character development this season when we never really did it at all? They find some plastoid armor from the stormtroopers and they see how much nicer quality and shape it is, proving that the Empire uses the cheapest armor and equipment for them, like scraps, but gives the best to the new stormtroopers. It's just not fair, and these guys aren't even nearly comparable to the clone troopers. As they fall under an avalanche, Crosshair pulls Mayday out of it, and I gotta say from this scene, on the animation standpoint, it just took a completely different leap. It looked like something from Toy Story, but even better with how fluid and realistic the movements were. Crosshair pulls Mayday out of the snow as he's unconscious and Crosshair gives him his helmet to keep him warm and to help him breathe. Now, this is a great display of selflessness from Crosshair in which for the last two seasons all we've seen is him being selfish and just very melodramatic. As we know, trooper helmets can survive in many harsh circumstances, weathers, and toxic gases. This is the perfect thing that he could have done for his friend or his newfound friend or newfound brother. Crosshair carries Mayday back to the base as they finally get to Lieutenant Nolan and collapse. Everyone comes to check on them and Nolan says, get out of my way, get back to work. He just stands there and denies them a medic when they see that Mayday is literally dying telling them that they failed their mission. It would be a waste of the Empire's resources to help them, he says. This guy has gotta go from the very beginning. I was saying it in the live stream at the watch party. This guy gotta get capped. He is horrible. As Mayday dies on the scene, Crosshair is on his knees, exhausted. And finally, you know, we're seeing a bit of a more human side from Crosshair. Now, he doesn't have an inhibitor chip anymore. It got burnt out from the explosion to his head. So he's acting on free will. Even his free will is being brought to the light to realize that his brothers really aren't the wrong ones here. Crosshair is usually very stoic, very powerful, and never gets tired. So this is a major breakthrough in character development. So as Mayday dies, Nolan orders Crosshair to get back to work, telling him that clones are expendable. Which is what the clones actually said to Plo Koon, the phase one, where he told them, not to me. Now, I think the clones were raised to think that they were to just follow orders, and absolutely, they were actually bred from Django's DNA to be much more docile and agreeable. So while they were created to follow orders, they had to practice immensely and be trained in war. As Crosshair sees the bird from above that we saw earlier in the episode, we know that it's a space vulture of some kind, but it sounds like Morai, the light side embodiment of the light side of the force from Star Wars The Clone Wars on Mortis, the daughter who transferred her energy into Ahsoka to save her against the sun. I think whenever she pops up, either Ahsoka is around, or maybe even some fans have said that Ahsoka is now actually Morai and can transform back and forth. 
Anyways, I think whenever she pops up, it's usually to instill the light in others. And funny enough, this was the moment Crosshair cracked. When he saw how free the bird was, I think it made him feel like he wants to be free too. And this is something someone was saying during the livestream watch party, which I thought really insightful. However, it was too late for Crosshair. I feel like he cracked. Now, Morai I think comes in different ways, and I believe this could have been one of them, as little sense as it makes for it to show up for Crosshair, but perhaps there's something bigger at place here. You know, what Qui-Gon would have called the fate or destiny or will of the force. Crosshair feels the rage and shoots the lieutenant point blank and then collapses, only to be woken up on what I think is Mount Tantis by a female clone doctor running tests on him as they wait for the doctor to come in, which of course is the same doctor as the last episode. Clearly he's going to be cloned or manipulated or mutated in some sort of way and his DNA will be harvested for perhaps the ultimate clone. I think they will reprogram Crosshair in some way or get rid of him. I think they're going to have to have him there on Tantis and then Omega will be captured, brought there, only to find Crosshair is there too, but she won't be able to save him. And so Tech will probably be sacrificed for the life of his brother, which makes the sacrifice much more meaningful and hopefully the fact that Crosshair would then stay in the light side forever to pay respect to his brother who believed in him. I think Tech will probably be sacrificed for the life of his brother. They're always now showing so much more of him with Omega, and I think it's to develop his character and human side so that we bond more with him, making his death that much more impactful. Really fantastic episode, very gritty, very dark, and very real. Shows us the struggles of the clones and what they're going through now as the Empire just thwarts them away and doesn't care for them anymore. They were expendable and they did their job. That's literally all the Empire sees them for. And funny enough, Jango Fett in a comic once said and stated that they're no good. They're just meant for cannon fodder, which is just, they're meant to be meat shields, essentially. I think the clones had a pretty rough life and I would love for them to have maybe a little vacation or something going forwards. Maybe we'll see them all rebel against the Empire in the next few episodes or perhaps in the next season. I think that would be something a lot of people really want to see. Cody, Hauser, Crosshair, The Bad Batch, Rex, Echo, everybody going at it. Joining teams to fight against the Empire. Hope you guys enjoyed today's breakdown. And of course, the watch party I had a fantastic time. I think these Bad Batch episodes are really just taking off and they're showing us a different side of Star Wars that we've always wanted to see. Thanks for watching today's video. Leave a like if you enjoyed it and I'll see you all in the next episode. Until then, my fellow Jedi and Sith friends, remember, the Force will be with you always.